This week we're off to one of my best friend's farms. We're off to Finca Argentina and we're going to have the Catimor washed. My name is Steve Layton and I travel the world finding amazing and delicious coffee for you to drink at home. Some make coffee difficult to understand and complicated, but here it's my job to make it easy and fun and tell you what's in my mug. So this coffee is grown by one of my best friends, as I said earlier, uh, and he has a damn fine moustache when his wife lets him grow it. It is amazing. Um, his farm is based in the Apeneca uh, Lamatec mountain range, and he's near to the town of Turin, which is in the Archipan department of El Salvador. Uh, Ali has 16 people working on the farm during the non-picking season, uh, maintaining, tending to the plants. Um, the reason he does that is incredibly lazy. Um, and he's actually moved to Canada at the moment and he's managing the farm remo remotely, which um, is going to be interesting on how this affects all of the coffees. But I know that he's still going to do a good job because he really cares about the farm. Um, during the harvesting period, he has up to 15 people um, picking um, and sorting and delivering the coffee uh, to the mill. Um, and the farm is based around about 1300 up to about 1360 on San Jorge, uh, metres above sea level. Um, this is one of the best examples I think I've ever seen of this varietal. Um, and it came around for two reasons, really. One, Ali wanted to experiment with different varietals on the farm, and this was one of his experiments. But the other one is that there's a big leaf rust problem in El Salvador. And Ali's idea was to plant, plant Catimor, which is very leaf rust resistant, um, to try and see how it would grow um, and also bulk up his crop. But he never, ever dreamt he was going to separate it off. Um, and that's mainly because it doesn't, Catimor is not renowned for its coffee cup quality. In fact, um, it's meant to be quite like robust and strong, but this one I don't think is at all. Uh, and I think it might not taste how you expect it to. Because it made me change my opinion uh, on this whole varietal. Um, before Catimors were just a, a big negative to me, but now I really, really enjoy them. And actually I've asked other producers to start separating to try them. Uh, because of their unique cup characteristics, which we're going to try in a minute. So Finker Argentina coffees tend to be milk chocolate, kind of sweet, balanced, smooth. Um, and the reason I wanted to focus on the tasting notes for this one is it's a little bit different with this. It's got like kind of slightly, kind of almost underripe fruit smell to it. Um, and it's got real kind of raspberry, kind of almost like a little bit of a plumminess to it. And it has a dark chocolate, and that dark chocolate I think is very much influenced by the varietal um, because they tend not to be as sweet as, say, for instance, a Bourbon or a Pacas that would be more typical in El Salvador. Um, but as it cools, you get a really delicious kind of like sweet orange, and I always think there's a little shoulder of like a kind of spiciness to it that kind of like, it's not in your face, it's just a very delicate kind of when you look at it a little bit closer. So I can sit here and talk about this coffee all day long, and quite often do, uh, and I can sit there and talk to you about what an amazing guy Ali is, and how he's a good friend, and da 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 da. But actually, we thought, why don't we kind of get him to do it? Now he's not here. But if we go back to In My Mug 300, we did a very special interview with Ali at London Coffee Festival. Um, and I think here you got to re see a real insight into how crazy and messed up and disorganized and fun uh, that Ali is. So, why don't we just go back in time to In My Mug 300. <laughs>
Great. Welcome, everybody. This is In My Mug on Tour. This is live from the London Coffee Festival. This is episode 300. Great. Awesome. For, for those of you who are not watching live, this will actually be on the Hasping website on August uh, 11th. 2014. Now, I am your host for tonight. I am Alejandro Martinez, and I am the owner of Finca Argentina in El Salvador. Like, people with a pa who are doing it for passion do amazing things. We say this all the time, but good, good people make good product, and every year it gets better, because not because they're, they're worried about the money or because they're going to get paid more for better quality, but because it, like, it matters in here, and like, at least someone it matters in here. Two months on... Like, we, we Skyped, and yeah. like I got to talk to a dude from El Salvador who had ideas, and yeah, I'm kind of done. I'm tired. Right. Okay, well, we've we got to talk about the fertilizer treatments and what oh. we've actually done with so, this. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that. So, so Dale basically said is, he's a barista, he knows how to brew the coffee, but uh, he didn't know anything about farming, and it was a little pretentious for him to tell me, this is how I want you to pick the coffee, and this is how Can I want you to manage the coffee. Can we have a win? the So basically, he said, what would you do different if, if we're going to work on a competition coffee? And I thought that was great. Um, I told him, how about we fertilize the plant a lot? And I actually used the phrase, la foie gras. And you know, you have the geese, and you stuff the geese with a lot of food, and we did the same with the plant. They're less politically correct in El Salvador. <laughs> <laughs> But we did the same with the plant, and, and part of me, I wanted to try different, uh, see different results. So it was an experiment that I wanted to try, and it was great to have an excuse to do it. And, and it's really important, I, mean, I think the important message here is that a lot of coffee roasters go on buying trips, and they turn up to Origin, and they'll say, you should do this, you should do that, and have no knowledge of what they're talking about at all. I'm very much of the opinion, I go along, and I make beans go brown. I'm really rubbish at making them wet, and I'm really rubbish at growing them. So I talked to him about making them wet, and I talked to him about growing them. And this was, if money's no expense, because you know, we'll it's a small lot, we'll put loads of money on it. Let's, I mean, how much did this experiment cost in, per pound uh, in the grand scheme of things, do you think? It's like maybe a dollar a pound more. But... So do you know how much that'll cost you extra bag? 20 pence, 30 pence. It's yes. nothing in the grand scheme of things to do something amazing and something that we've learned so much of. So Ali sprayed. You always well, spray. Let me, let me explain. It, so what got me intrigued is that they have been, and my dad has always told me, that foliar spraying doesn't do anything to the productivity of a plant. Uh, it's been researched in Costa Rica. I've read the reports. So don't waste any money doing foliar sprays. So when Dale called me, I actually thought about, well, what foliar spraying does to quality? Uh, we haven't researched that. I would love to see what it does. And, and like, it's, it's important to say that this is a real issue in coffee. There is research that happens in terms of yield, in terms of disease resistance, but like, there is no investment from anyone. There is, like, the specialty market is so small that we don't have the money or the leverage to invest in the proper science to learn what's going to make coffee taste better. So we've got the Catimore wash to, to try here. So let's.
pour it in. I hope you enjoyed that video of Ali, kind of a little bit of a flashback to the uh, good old days. I'll be racking my brains who bought me this mug because it was definitely a gift. If it was you, then you need to let me know. I think it might have been Nigel, but I can't remember. So, but it's my Sunderland later number one mug. Uh, I could probably get a game for them now. Maybe the one means League One, which is the league that we're in now. We were in the Premier League when I got this. Um, but let's drink the coffee and stop being bitter and sad. Poor Sunderland. So, as I was saying to you at the beginning of the video, this varietal is really out of favour with uh, kind of specialty coffee because it tends to be just lacking the characteristics. But for some reason, it grows really well on this one part of uh, Argentina. Ali's tried some other parts and it hasn't worked the same. And really, you can't plant anything else on this land because it's near the hot springs and the hot springs just kill the fragile plants where this is a much stronger plant. Um, in the taste, you've got a little bit of raspberry, a little bit of that underripe plum that we talked about. A little bit of like dark chocolate, but for me, I really do get a little bit of like a, a spiciness on the finish, which I think is um, absolutely delicious. It like really is, um, yeah, it's something else. Um, really, really good. So anyway, I'm rambling. Thank you very much for joining me. Um, I'm not going to go into the thing that I was going to go into because I think I missed it out in the start. But what I am going to say is go look at Ali's Instagram. Um, I think he's Finca Argentina. There is so much good stuff on there. Um, ask him about his finger. Um, the best Instagram picture in the world. Um, in fact, I might even pop it on the screen right now for those of you who are too lazy to go onto Instagram. But do remember, life is too bad, too bad short <laughs> for no fingers, uh, but it's definitely too short for bad coffee. Uh, sorry. Hold on, let's run to the audience! Woo!